1: Grace and peace to you and welcome to Radio for Real Life with Sean Azaro. He's the senior pastor of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. This is a church that exists to help people just like you. Find the real life you were created for and find it to the full. That's exactly what Jesus promised in John 10.10. And today we're going to hear a special message from Pastor Sean Azaro. He's teaching from Psalms 107. You might want to highlight the whole chapter, especially when you're going through a tough season in your life, whenever you need to recapture your faith. It's a good reminder to remain grateful, for he is faithful. Reallife.org has this full message, sermon notes, and series available for free. But if you feel led to bless this listener-supported radio ministry, then please do. There's a place to give at reallife.org. Today's part two of the message called The Laughter of Gratitude. It's time for Radio for Real Life.
2: God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. I love that, that spontaneous expression of joy when confronted with the undeniable goodness of God. There's Something about that, when that happens to you, when you start to look around and see God's goodness and respond to God's goodness, it changes you. It is a level, a depth of joy and of recognition that alters how you see things and how you see the world. It's powerful. Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to Psalm 107. In fact, we're going to read the whole chapter, and it's kind of a considerable amount of Scripture, so I'm going to ask Lauren to come and help me read it. Would you give Lauren a big welcome? Thank you, Lauren, our Scripture reader with us. What we're going to do, through the Psalm, there are some instructions that are given. Okay, It's kind of like the foundation of the Psalm. I'm going to put those on the screen. I'm going to read those. But then the psalmist goes, and he gives kind of some background to where these instructions are a response ...to what you're hearing in the background. Lauren's going to read those parts. And so we'll read through the psalm together. Psalm 107, beginning at verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those he redeemed from the hand of the foe. Those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south.
0: Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle... Because they rebelled against God's commands and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled and there was no one to help. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. For he breaks down gates of bronze and cuts through bars of iron.
0: Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquities. They loathed all food and drew near the gates of death. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his work with songs of joy.
0: Some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wit's end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven.
2: Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders.
0: He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, and fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who lived there. He turned the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into flowing springs. There he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless waste. But he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, but all the wicked shut their mouths.
2: Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I think this is really good advice. I mean, over and over, give thanks, give thanks, remember, give thanks. Let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds. Deeds of the Lord. I want to suggest to us three practices that the psalmist kind of models for us that will unleash the laughter of gratitude. Because remember, God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. And so I think the psalmist models for us how to do that. Three practices, real quickly. The first, remember what God has done. Remember what God has done. And I want to suggest it's not like, okay, can you remember? I think there's a practice to remembering. That's exactly what the psalmist is doing. He says, give thanks, and then he reminds them why. He reminds them. Uh, this is such an important discipline. Just the simple idea of reflecting on the faithfulness of God. Just being kind of consistent and saying, Lord, you are good. And I remember you've done this for me, and this for me, and this. And, and just kind of bringing those things back and meditating on the good things that God has done. See, I think we, when we do this, we avoid the sin of forgetfulness. Because that kind of forgetfulness can really lead to sin. It can be a sin in and of itself. The sin of forgetfulness. When we forget what God has done. And it, it, you know, it talks about in the Scripture, when that starts to happen, but they forgot what the Lord had done, they forgot that God was with them, every time that you hear those words, it's like, yeah, bad things happen. I remember after kind of some of you probably heard the story of our when when our church merged with a small church called christ redeemer church and the churches merged together and god did so many cool things i don't have time to tell you the whole whole story but long and short of it is is there was this church that had gone through a rough time and and we were kind of in need of of a number of different things some space and some things and we, god brought these two fellowships together and they became a part of us, and it was just an awesome, awesome thing. And one of the cool benefits of that, one of the cool gifts of that was there was a, a really neat piece of property that was right on Jones-Maltzberger and, and Redland Road, and that became our home. And we acquired that. And not long after that, it was interesting. I was talking with someone. It was a casual conversation. It wasn't serious. But it, it was kind of just a to we talking about something and, and heard about this person who got had just, you know, s- someone had just been given a car. And I off, made the offhand statement, well, God, I wish someone would give me a car. No one's ever given me a car. And, and this person who I was with, his friend said, yeah, but he just gave you a church. And I'm like, well, yeah, I guess that's better than a car. <laughs> I mean, it's way better. It was interesting, you know, because, you know, it wasn't that I wasn't grateful or I'd forgotten. But it, it was like, oh, yeah. And what's ironic? Is as I started thinking about it, someone actually had given me a car once. We drove it for a good amount of time. And then we were able to give it to someone else when we were done with it. It, But see, you slip so easily into just forgetting. You just forget. If you don't stop and regularly say, Lord, thank you for, thank you for this. Thank you for this. I, I just, I challenge you, this needs to be something that is a regular habit. Because it changes you. It really does. You know, we have a management team meeting uh, with some of our leaders every week, and I will sometimes just open that up by saying, "Okay, tell me, tell me the good things you've seen God do around the ministry in your own life, whatever," and just start recounting. And it's so cool because this staff works really, really hard. They oversee a lot of ministries, and they and they burn it pretty hard. And they're all they always got a good spirit, a good smile on their face, but you know, they they can be tired. And so if I see that in a meeting, if they're kind of, Ugh, you, know, it's, Ugh, you know, when I see that kind of thing, that's the time to say, tell me something you've seen God do good. And it is amazing. All of us, how that just kind of, when we start saying, well, man, I got to pray with this one to receive the Lord this last week. And it's like, it's all worth it. That's why we do this. Or, or we had this need and we prayed and God met this need and God did a God thing. One of those, you know, laughter of gratitude type things or let me tell you what God did through these people on our team and what he did for them and, and and we just start telling the stories and you can just see everybody sit up a little straighter you can see their countenance light you can see yep that's why we do it God is good he is faithful and that just changes everything when you start recounting the good things that God has done So I just want to encourage you, if if you don't have a kind of habitual process of that, I hope you have a daily quiet time where you just sit, get quiet with the Word of God and pray and just spend some time with the Lord kind of before you launch on your day. If you don't, I encourage you in that. If you don't know how to do that, you're like, wow, that sounds interesting, but I don't know how to do that, go to reallife.org. We've got, uh, Pastor Mike did a deal called Bible Virtuosity where he teaches you this very simple method that we have called REAP. Read, examine, apply, apply, pray. How to read the, a chapter of Scripture, draw the truth from it, pray about it, and let God speak to you through the Scripture. Very simple, but it helps you know exactly how to do a time like that. So if you don't have a time like that, I want to encourage you to have a time where you just get with the Word, and you take some time, focus, and pray. And one of the things I'd encourage you to add to that time is just Thanksgiving. You know, the, the psalmist said we will enter his courts with Thanksgiving. And come into his courts with praise, and there's Gates with Thanksgiving into his courts with praise. And uh, it's a very powerful thing when you just start going, "You know Lord, thank you for this. I thank you for these people in my life. I thank you for my job." instead of, you know just kind of, "Oh God, my job. Lord, thank you that I have a job. You know thank you for that. Lord, thank you for this roof over my head. Thank you for transportation. Thank you for that kindness that I was shown last week or for that opportunity or for just for your presence, God, for this Bible that I can just open freely and I can, I can talk about, I can go worship with people. Just start thanking Him. It changes you. Don't be surprised if God begins to turn and kind of the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude.
1: And we want to take a quick minute to remind you, you're listening to Radio for Real Life with Pastor Sean Ozaro, a listener-supported ministry of River City Community Church in this message called The Laughter of Gratitude, which is available right now on the sermon page at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Again, find the Give tab at reallife.org.
2: God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church.
1: And now the conclusion to the message, The Laughter of Gratitude. This is Radio for Real Life.
2: Second thing I think we need to do, we need to do, recite his good works. Okay, it's good to remember it, but at some point you've got to begin to talk about it. You've got to begin to talk about it. Now, I'm not going to get in any weird kind of, you know, I'm not a name it, claim it guy, you know, don't confess this, don't confess that. I, I don't really go there a lot. But I don't don't think I need to make the case for the power of words, do I? Right, we understand the power of words. It's like they they set things in motion. They take things that are internal, and they bring them out and now they're real. Words are powerful. What you say matters. And let me say the flip side of reciting his good works is called complaining. All right, and right now, I'm going to say, for the next number of minutes, this is a no-elbow zone, okay? You know what a no-elbow zone is, right? No-elbowing. It's off-limits. You can't elbow, all right? And, 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 and the Lord will enforce this for me. it be like a little force field. Your elbow, you'll try, and, uh, and it's like a shock. So don't try it. Trust me. Complaining is a problem. Complaining feeds ingratitude. Okay? Complaining feeds ingratitude. And I don't want you worrying about that person you're sitting next to or anybody else right now. Just you. Complaining feeds ingratitude. It just is like reciting the things I don't have. Reciting the things I didn't get. Reciting the opportunities that weren't mine. It never helps. It really doesn't. You might, by chance, manipulate a few people into doing something for you by complaining. But it's not good. You don't want that. That is not the way you want to you be accomplishing things. Now, complaining fuels ingratitude. and kind of becomes this almost self-fulfilling prophecy and downward spiral. Whereas on the other hand, reciting the good things that God has done lifts your account. It reminds you of the empirical reality that God is good. And I want to say that again. The empirical reality. Okay? That is not subjective. Well, I guess God's good if he's been good to me today, and if i got plenty of money, and if I'm got, you know, able to do what I want, then, then God's good. But, but if not, then God's not good. No. God is good. He is good. And gratitude, reciting the good things God has done, reciting the blessings the gifts the goodness of god what it does is it aligns your thought with the empirical reality that in fact god is good it reflects us on who he is saying it i want to encourage you speak to others about god's goodness not only does it encourage you it actually does something for them It blesses them. It lifts them up. It's one of the great functions of Christian community, how we encourage and build up each other. When you reflect on God's goodness and share that with them and speak that to them, all of a sudden, they get to start recognizing, wait a minute, you're right, that is the empirical reality. God is good. And I just want to say, um, that's something that we need to be real intentional about with other people in our lives. You know? Like like with the people close to you. We can complain, we can nitpick, we can say you're not this, you don't do this, I wish you'd do this. Okay? If you will take the time to instead intentionally begin speaking the things that you've seen God do that you're grateful for in them. I'm grateful that you're like this. I'm grateful. Again, no elbow zone. But it's powerful. When you with your spouse. And you begin to speak those things because it's real easy to say. Well, you know, I, I don't like when you do this, and you never do this, and you, you, you know, you're always doing this or saying this. It's easy to do that, okay? Because we all got stuff that we do that bugs other people, right? We're people. It's just part of the package. But when you begin to instead start saying, "Boy, I love this about you. I see this in you, man. God does this in you. It's powerful." You know, my, wife is, my wife is just a wonderful servant. She serves people, and she's quiet about it. But she sees the need, she just goes and does it. She's intentional, she's disciplined, and she just goes and does it. She has such an awesome heart for that. You know? And I, I need to be saying to her, wow, that is amazing. Because it, it's like that's her superpower, and you need to, to know your spouse's superpower and speak it to them. You know, and why I think it's a superpower, you're like, well, serving, what's the big deal? You, yeah, then you must have the gift of serving, because I don't. Okay? And it's not that I don't like to serve or want to serve, it's that I don't even think of it. It's like, oh, I need to be reminded, I need to be intentional. It's like when I take a car to the mall and put it in the parking lot. You know, Lori also has a good sense of direction. She'll just know where the car is. She'll just go back to the car. Yeah, I'm like, wow, yeah, no, I can't do that. I haven't been able to do that for years. Okay? I have to get coordinates. Okay? I'm here. And there's that. I'm coming in by the jewelry store. Take a picture of that. Take a picture of a little sign with the num- number and the deal. Because otherwise, you know, I'm, I'm losing a car. Okay, I've lost four that way. It's terrible. It's, just, it's, just, it's not worth it. Go get another one. <laughs> I have to be intentional. If, if I do think about it, I've got to put it down, get some help. I've got to go do it. Because it just is not something. And, and I'll, go, I'll look afterwards and go, oh, I wish I would have thought of that wish i would have helped meet that need or then i wish i would have and she never she just does it and it's awesome and she needs to know i see that she needs to know how grateful i am for that for the way she serves her family for the way she cares she needs to know that tell your spouse the things you're grateful for how about your kids because man it's easy to just harp on what they're not doing what they need to do especially as they grow older and become like you boy you can find all those negative things right all those things that uh, that mess up my life but i can fix in you i will control you to excellence you know no it's, i'm sorry did I did that just say that out loud oh, oh, i'm okay i'm back but you, you know what i'm saying it's amazing how people live up to the expectations you set for them and you begin speaking to their kids. Boy, I'm so grateful I see this in you. I see the way the way you always minister or help other people who have need. You always take the time to stop and do that. I see how you always have an encouraging word for some. I see how you, you quietly do your work and you don't complain about it. Or, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is you see in them that you go, man, I'm proud of you in this, or I admire this in you. I'm grateful for what God put in you. That's powerful. When you speak, you recite God's good work in and to people. I want to encourage you, um, you need to hang with people. You need to make sure you have people in your life who will recite God's goodness back to you. Because I don't care how grateful you are, I don't care how positive you are, uh, there's a certain point where you're going to be down, you're going you're to need to be reminded, and you need people like that. And anybody who's ever hung around a perpetually and constantly negative person knows what a drain that is. Knows how exhausting that can be and how much it can literally suck the life from you. You need people who will remind you, oh, let me tell you what God did. He's so good. And and if you're like, oh I don't know, it's never gonna, and, and they can say, oh no, no, no. Remember when God did this and this? Just like the psalmist was doing. Just remind them. And i say, let's give thanks. Let's give thanks. Let's give thanks. Those kind of people are a gift. We need to have them in our lives. See, God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude. And the last thing, very simple, but really important. Receive his gifts today. Receive them today. And and I'm saying this to you. Look around Right now, and truly enjoy the blessings you already have. Don't look past them to kind of where you want to be. Okay? You got to understand, I'm the guy who's telling you about the good old days, right? The song lyric, these are the good old days. It's true. God's doing good work right now, He's doing good things for us right now. Don't miss it you got to know, I'm a grateful person by nature. always have been. I'm just thankful. I see God's goodness and I'm grateful for it. I'm pretty positive about that. But back in the day, there was a lot of great things I think God was doing and I thought, oh, I'm in a wilderness and I want to get out. I want to get through it. And if I could go back and kind of talk to my 20-something self, early 30-something self, I might say, slow down. Look around. You're going to always remember this as an amazing time of God's goodness. Don't miss it right now. David Brooks wrote an article for the New York Times called The Structure of Gratitude. He said this, I'm sometimes grumpier when I stay at a nice hotel. I have certain expectations about the service that's going to be provided. I get impatient if I have to crawl around looking for a power outlet. Mm, I say amen to that. Mm." I get impatient if the shower controls are unfathomable, if the place considers itself too fancy to put a coffee machine in each room. I'm sometimes happier at a budget motel where my expectations are lower and where a functioning iron is a bonus and the waffle maker in the breakfast area is a treat. This little phenomenon shows how powerfully expectations structure our moods and our emotions, none more so than the beautiful emotion of gratitude. Gratitude happens when some kindness exceeds expectations when it is undeserved. Gratitude is a sort of laughter of the heart that comes about after some surprising kindness. Don't miss it. Don't let expectations of what might be or what might be help cause you to miss what's happening right now. Don't look past what God is doing and the gifts that you have right now, kind of reaching forward for where you want to be or what you hope to have. That's always empty. God loves turning the scoffing of unbelief into the laughter of gratitude.
1: That's Pastor Sean Azaro. You've been listening to Radio for Real Life. And if you'd like to hear this full message called The Laughter of Gratitude, it's available right now on demand at reallife.org. And there, if you're able to bless back, your financial gift helps this radio ministry continue. Again, look for the Give tab at reallife.org. But of course, you're invited to visit and join us at River City Community Church, located on Lookout Road right behind Rotama Park service times on saturday nights at five and sunday mornings at nine thirty and eleven fifteen. if you'd like to call the church the number is 210-490-5262 as radio for real life is a service of river city community church we hope you join us again next time for more real life